0: welcome everybody to the bomb squad sports betting podcasts week zero is upon us we are pumped we love college football can't wait to share our picks with you um and definitely on social media we're going to share them and you can decide whether you want to ride with us or not um i know austin's done extensive research um and i have actually the last couple of days getting ready honestly you look at the week zero slate it's a lot of What I would call crap football, almost just because the teams aren't that great, Um, and you know we'll kind of go around that and figure out what we're gonna do here. So, um, starting out, the first game we have. Oh, you got something?
1: Yeah, I'm actually. There's uh, there's four games that currently aren't listed on the books: Uh, Austin P at Western Kentucky, Idaho State at UNLV, uh, Duquesne at Florida State, and Florida A&M at North Carolina. Um, Those are games we probably would have had an angle on. Whether, uh, some sort of prop bet, but yeah, they're not up right now. So, uh, if they do put those up, uh, I'm sure we'll post about them on social media, but yeah, Spencer said moving forward, we're just going to jump into this. Uh, the first game is Nebraska versus Northwestern and they're playing in Dublin, Ireland. Um, so we have like a little spreadsheet here with all of our groups, picks on them. Uh, Spencer, what are you liking here? So actually, yeah, I
0: have my notes over here. I did some. You know, like I said, some extensive research just in all the games. And um, definitely I had like a lot of our picks on there, but I also have some picks that I just like that I thought were worth sharing just in case you're willing to take the risk. So originally I told Austin, I texted him, and I'm like, man, I'm waiting for the first quarter under to come out because both these teams I feel like aren't great offensively. Um, Northwestern is absolutely terrible. Um, But looking at their new offensive coordinator and some other things. So what I kind of looked up was last year actually – This is one of the only games that Nebraska blew someone out was against Northwestern. And last year, they actually scored 21 points in the first quarter alone. Um, Like I said, I did pull the first quarter, but I actually cashed it out, thankfully, because DK allows you to do that now. Um, Northwestern does have a terrible D here. um, And Nebraska hasn't shown us as much in the past, but I do think Nebraska double result is a great pick on FanDuel, um, mostly because, you know, that pick, I think they're going to be leading at all times. I don't know by how much. It is minus 250. Yeah, minus 250, pretty juiced. Um, you might parlay it with something else, but I do think it was worth mentioning. Um, also, um, at first, I was all about the under in this game. Like I said, I didn't think there would be a lot of points scored, um, but looking at it last year, they really, really did score a lot of points in this game, and if you look kind of at Mark, um, I'm going to probably say Whipple, yeah, um, he's going to move the ball way faster than Nebraska did last year. Um, And last year, even, they were at 2.4 plays per minute last season, which ranked in the top 40 in teams of pace um, at Pitt. Um, And not only that, um, but the quarterback, Thompson, who is coming in, he actually had top 50 um, in that category as well. So I think you take those two things combo, and I think they just play a whole lot faster this year. So I actually really like the over 49 and a half. Um, Not something that I would necessarily call a lock, but I think it's something worth mentioning um along with that nebraska double result that's juiced a little bit um and then i did write down the other pick that's austin's but i'll let him talk more about that
1: yeah so this is an interesting matchup uh we've made good money in the past just fading nebraska and northwestern unders have also been very well to us in the past but last year northwestern's defense was god awful and i mean god awful so this is kind of a scary game for me um as far as picks go, I have Northwestern's team total under eighteen and a half. Um, as of right now, that's really the only bet I have for this game. Uh, there's a lot of weird line movement on this game. Uh, Nebraska opened minus nine and a half, and now they're minus thirteen and a half. That's a pretty big change. Um, if they were at nine and a half, I would probably take it, but just because I, like you said, I don't see Northwestern moving the ball. They have an all-American offensive tackle, um, but weapon-wise. They don't. I mean, their receivers are. No offense, they're kind of gross. Yeah. Uh, Evan Hall is a decent running back, but I mean Ryan Halinski hasn't showed us anything at quarterback to to back him in any way. Uh, Like we said, their defense was miserable last year. I I do think Nebraska will move the ball. They got Casey Thompson, transfer quarterback from Texas. Um, He's not a great option, but he is an upgrade over Adrian Martinez, in my opinion, from last year. Uh, Ramir Johnson's an okay running back. Trey Palmer, like we mentioned in our Big Ten preview, that's a good pickup a receiver from LSU. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I do like the double result for a parlay piece at minus two fifty. Uh, as far as over under, I, I just can't touch it because I could. Yeah, there's not a not a play I'm loving here as far as total or side.
0: Yeah, and so. Like I said, I kind of looked up research around, around it. I don't love it. I like it, but also one other thing: DK is doing a hundred percent boost for li- for a live bet for anybody um, on uh, their website. Yeah, I saw that today, um, and I thought, wow, you know, something like an over like this, you could see come out, see how they do the first couple of drives, and then you make your move um, for that bet to get that hundred percent boost.
1: Yeah, that's another good point. Last year we were li- uh, Illinois and Nebraska opened up the mm-hmm. season, and we were live betting. Uh, we live bet the first quarter under at two and a half. And ironically, it was two to zero at the end of the first. They got a safety. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was a pretty easy game to live bet. Uh, moving on to UConn at Utah State. Uh, this is also an interesting game as far as line movement. Uh, Utah State opened to minus 33, and now it's minus 26 on Caesars, which if you're back at Utah State, getting a whole touchdown back, that's, that's incredible. Um, I think a lot of people are dogging UConn because of how bad they've been in the past. But they have a Penn State transfer quarterback starting for them now. So it wouldn't shock me if they can put up points. And it's not like Utah State's defense is, is good. Um, what do you got here?
0: So, yeah, once again, um, did some extensive research. I found out that seventy percent, 75% of the money is on the Aggies right now. Um, so that kind of scares me a little bit because it seems like wherever the public money is, things usually happen. So 75% of that money is on that. Minus 27, but I still lean for it. Um, I do think people are over or underrating what was um UConn's gonna do. I almost said Wisconsin. Um, UConn's gonna do this year. Um, new quarterback kind of knew what you know what they could possibly do. Um, so I decided for me personally, I'm gonna stay away from the spread. Um, Nick did say that you know Utah State to score first, and Austin both said that they really like that. Um, but I did look in UConn in week one, the last eight years, their over has hit six of eight, and Utah State's has hit four of the last five. And at fifty-nine and a half, um, I'm thinking about taking that because I think UConn will score a little bit more. I actually made the joke that I didn't think UConn would score because they didn't last year, but I do think they're good enough that this year um there's a good shot that they're able to put up a couple scores. And then I think Utah State, you know, will win by 14 to 21 points. Okay.
1: Yeah, actually, I, I like that first quarter over a lot too. Uh, Utah State and Logan Bonner, he's one of the top five small school quarterbacks in the country, and there's uh, there's a lot of people saying he might, might, be, might, might get drafted this year. Um, he's a baller. He's got a stud running back in Calvin Tyler, who's an Oregon State transfer. Uh, and then he picked up two pretty damn good receiving transfers in Xavier Williams from Alabama, who he didn't get a ton of playing time, but I mean, the pedigree going from Alabama to Utah State is... A big difference, and then Brian Cobb's from Maryland, who had a decent career over there. Um, yeah, I think I would lean more Utah State team total over the spread, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind over fifty nine and a half either because Utah State, their tempo, they're going to go up and down the field, and if UConn can, get, if you can get any production from UConn, this could fly over. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I'm hoping they put out player pops for this because I'm definitely going to take Logan Bonner's past touchdowns if they do. Uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch if you're just if you like offense and you just like bad defenses cuz oh, yeah. both teams are going to be bad on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that line movement's crazy. A whole touchdown. So I I don't hate Utah State minus 27 mm-hmm. either. Uh moving on to the next game, we have the Wyoming Cowboys at the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini. This is uh Ben Snyder's squad, the Illinois Fighting Illini uh what do you got here spencer
0: yeah shout out to one achilles boy ben just had surgery like two days ago so he's laid up so he that is why he's not with us today um i was telling austin earlier and i don't know how this happened but on points bet and if you want to use points bet you can use our code BetBomb. um and you will get a match of how much money you put in so if you don't have points bet please download points bet use our code that helps us out tremendously with put diapers on my babies like we talked about in previous episodes. I found that they had a bet for one to 13. Um, and at the time I grabbed it, which would have been yesterday morning. So Wednesday morning, it was 210. Um, It's currently plus 210. Plus 210 sorry. I don't know. It's, yeah. And now it's plus one 155. 155. So yeah. You stole some money I stole some money, which doesn't usually happen. Usually Austin's the guy to do that. And then we look it up and we're like, Austin, there's no way. So a point for Spencer that never happened. So I would say I really like that. I think this is a game where Illinois really has to come out and show that they are, you know, in a must win situation. You know, they want to go bowling this year. That's the big thing that they've really talked about, you know, so being around kind of what they want to do, they need to really step it up. I do think they step it up. Um, but I don't think necessarily they blow this team out. Um, you know, Ben mentioned that they doubled their offense scoring from a year ago. I don't see them doing that. I know it's like at 14 and a half was last year, which is a tremendous upgrade for them. But I do think they continue to run the ball. And I think Wyoming will do the same. Um, even last year, the Illinois finished in the top 25 for rushing success rate, which I did not know that and when I saw that. That absolutely blew my mind. Um, I know we definitely talked about, you know, Chase Brown and how he averaged 5.9 yards a carry. Um and Wyoming has a uh, rush heavy attack, you know, and they ran the ball 63.1% of the time last year. Um, and they were really successful in doing so at 5.2 yards per carry. Um, with all that being said, when I originally kind of looked up, I was like, man, I really want to take this under, you know, but it's very, very low. So that's I'm good. Of- yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. Um, I did extensive research where a lot of people were taking the overs just because they said these teams were so successful in running. But I think that's a pretty big gamble that you needed some big runs to break. I would rather. You know, go more Illinois 1-13 to 13 or even Illinois double result, which I think is a good bet. Um, if you had to, you know, twist my arm and say, what would you bet over under, I would say under points, but I, I'm probably not going to put anything on it's it. Just too low. Yeah, it's too low. I mean, if we're sitting here drinking beers and we're joking around about it, I might slap like uh, I mean, pizza money on 20, it. Like, yeah, it's it's one of those things I'm just going to kind of stay away from. But I did think it was interesting that they both ran um, the ball so much. Um, I did see a report that, you know, Wyoming lost both their linebackers. I think they lost yeah, four. Yeah, they lost some secondary pieces, too. Um, And a lot of people were like, well, maybe Illinois will air it out. I don't know if I necessarily believe that or if that's just them kind of talking to get the other team thinking. I think you'll see a really run-heavy control game here um, where Illinois wins and they don't really care about how much they win by. So,
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any secret that uh, Brett Bielema's game plan is to run the ball. I mean, that's when he was at Wisconsin, that's just what they did. And he tried to do that. In Arkansas it didn't work out too well for him. But yeah, I was actually kind of pissed today when you called me and said <laughs> that you got Illinois at one to thirteen win margin on points bet because I was watching the lines like a hawk yesterday and they were never available for me. So you must have bet it, and then they must have took it down. So I don't know how much you bet on that because it's now plus one fifty five. Yeah, hundred dollar free bet. Actually, well, somebody moved the line because it went from plus two ten to plus one fifty five. So when that hits, you're going to be Gaining more off that uh, that that juice than than I did, um, yeah. I love the one to thirteen. That's going to be a hundred to two hundred dollar bet for me. Uh, like you said, Chase Brown and even Josh McCray and Chase Hayden uh, and Reggie Love. They, I mean, they got such a good stable running backs. So yeah, awesome. I want to say that. Yeah, they have to one hundred percent of rushing minus Brandon Peters. I, don't... I think so. I don't know. Uh, Luke Ford's a good tight end, good blocking. They got good line blocking. Uh, like you said, I don't see them airing this out. Their defense isn't great, but against a team like Wyoming, I think they'll, they'll be all right. Uh Wyoming did lose their stud running back, Z- Xavier Valaday, but Titus Venn is honestly just as good because in the bowl game last year, Sven outplayed Valaday because we did Valaday's rushing props. I don't yeah. know if you remember that or not. Um, and, yeah, like you said, Wyoming also loves to run. They like to work the clock. They have a new transfer quarterback in, so they're probably going to ease him into it mm-hmm. after losing Williams. Uh I think their goal is to try to keep this close and give them a chance at the end. So, yeah, 1-13 to win margin for Illinois, I absolutely love. Uh, might be my favorite pick of the, the mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: We won't tell Uh
1: Moving on to the next. Oh, I forgot to talk about the line movement. Let's see if there's any notable line movement here.
0: That is important to know.
1: It really is, because sometimes if you're just mm-hmm. fading the public, yeah, you can find a good line. We have, so Illinois opened minus nine, and now they're minus 11. So two points is kind of a big deal. Uh, the best over is 43 and a half. The best under is 44 and a half. Yeah, there's no way I'm laying Illinois minus 12 and a half. No. Not yet. <laughs> and uh, like I like Wyoming plus 11, or plus 12 and a half, whatever it is. But at that point, I'd rather just take – because I think Illinois is going to win. I'd rather take the win margin and try to gain some money off that. Uh, The next game we have is Charlotte at FAU. And uh, this is a conference matchup for week zero. This is uh, kind of intense here. If we're looking at line movement to start off – oh, boy. Something's going on. Yeah, I did. Uh, line movement. So Florida Atlantic opened minus five and a half, and now they're minus seven. So they're at a key number. Mm -hmm. That's a big one point and a half. Uh, I do have FAU money line. That will probably be my pick on the lock parlay. Um, I do think they win. I think their offense is significantly better than Charlotte's. Uh, you called me today and said, the FAU kind of beat the brakes off Charlotte of last year. They did. I don't really remember that. Uh, what do you have? That was, yeah. So last year the score was
0: thirty-eight to nine, um, which is absolutely crazy. I did not realize they blew them out that bad. Um, don't remember betting that game last year, but I bet. I bet we did. Um, and the Owls only allowed twenty-one point five points per game last year, and they returned six starters from that roster. Um, they also had a talent from the transfer portal, which is huge. Um, with Connor Michael um coming over from iowa state which is pretty big um but i also noted and i thought this was kind of crazy yes yeah that too and i just i think fau is going to be all over this actually what i wrote down kind of what austin said it's on a key number what we mean by that if you're listening um you want to stay away from minus seven seven and a half a seven would push which is more ideal but a seven and a half would you would lose if you know your team won by a touchdown still So what I actually had down was FAU minus six and a half. I bought a half point back at that time, which is now a point on uh, DK at minus 125. Um, So that's not a bad bet from time to time. You'll hear me do that just because I want to be safe. So if I'm putting together a parlay or even just a single bet, I'd rather bet that minus six and a half knowing I'm going to get the win. Um, And really for me, I do think they win by more than a touchdown, but I'm playing as safe. Um, Even last year, FAU, FAU Perry, Perry returns at quarterback. He was absolutely phenomenal. He was 9 for 11 for 225 yards with three touchdowns without committing any turnovers with 26 rushing yards. And the craziest part about that to me is those nine completions yielded those three touchdowns and over 200 passing yards. You don't see that. Um, and as someone who played sports, when you feel really confident against a team, you're going to come out with that confidence and that swag. I see him beating the brakes off them. Um, honestly, individually, I don't know if as a team they'll necessarily do that, but I see Perry having a really good day. So I'm actually very excited to see if some more player props come out. I I love player props and I love, you know, betting them. So really for me, I think FAU money line is a great bet. And I think FAU minus six and a half at minus 125 are, are kind of my two favorites
1: at the time being. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We actually, you you normally wouldn't get player props in a Charlotte versus FAU game, but since it's week zero and there's only seven games to bet on, you never know. They might they might come out here. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, Florida Atlantic's quarterbacks and Cosy Perry. He's the Miami Florida transfer. He actually took him to a pretty good bowl game versus Wisconsin a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, there's, there's no doubt that Willie Taggart, the head coach of FAU, has brought a good pedigree of transfers he's a former oregon and florida state coach so uh johnny ford the running back speed demon transfer from south florida uh they just marvin scott running back transfer from nebraska they just got weapons kind of all over for conference usa uh i mean they could honestly score on some of the lower level power five teams um chris reynolds is a good quarterback for charlotte so i could see this being a shootout uh i'm actually uh, oddly excited for this game i was was I'm not sure what the over-under – what's the over-under here for this game?
0: I didn't write it down. I remember I didn't
1: write 58-and-a-half? Yeah. So.
0: The first quarter's at
1: 13-and-a-half. Yeah, I don't <laughs> – I don't know where I kind of lead on this game. I feel like I want to bet it because I do think FA – I do think they're both going to score. Mm-hmm. I guess I would, I would lean the over or Florida Atlantic team total or, yeah, first quarter over 13. Those are all mm-hmm. uh, decent bets. Um, I guess I don't have anything locked in right now. Yeah. Should I lock something in?
0: I mean, the only thing I was going to say is, like, that first half, just because they're still trying to figure each other out, usually seems to be a higher half.
1: But, I mean, they both kind of have a lot of returning starters. Mm-hmm. It'll I... be a game.
0: 29.
1: Ah, I think I'd like the first quarter more than that. Yeah. Is they Do they have a team total for the first half? Oh, seven and a half for first quarter of Florida Atlantic. Don't love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: FAU first half over 16 and a half. I think I'm kind of leaning that way. It's minus 138. Bad. Um, I think I'm just going to take the over here mm-hmm. at 58 and a half. Uh, I like what both quarterbacks are doing here,
0: and I think like wh- last year you had thirty-eight to nine. I think this year there's going to be a lot more points because of the quarterback play. So that was something I was kind of leaning when I was looking. I just I didn't write it down for some reason, but I I, I would agree. I lean that way.
1: FAU did only allow twenty-one points a game last year. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I decided. I'm gonna lock in FAU minus six and a half. That's yeah. my pick. Mm-hmm. I like it. All Moving on to the next matchup, we have North Texas at UTep, which is another conference game, and this is kind of a big one. So this has had some weird line movement. Uh, North Texas actually opened minus five, and now it's a pick'em. Mm-hmm. So that's very that's that has my attention. That's telling me that sharp money's coming in on UTep uh i'm not sure how exactly say his name austin Ayun, the quarterback Mm -hmm. for uh north texas i really like him a lot he played very well in their bowl game last year uh what do you like here so this is a game i didn't really have uh i didn't really have a pick that i loved yet and
0: i'm still kind of thinking and looking at it but that kind of brings us even back to like our first episode like the one advantage we have over the books is you don't have to pick every game um I did think about that too. There's a lot of sharps on that side. North Texas, though, finished the year so strong. You know, the beginning of the year, they, I think they went one and they were one and five, I think, or one and four, and then they won the next six. Um,
1: I, I want to say UTEP did the same kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, very similar teams in that sense. And I think that's what makes it difficult um, for this this game for me, um, especially being a, a pick them. Um, I lean and I wrote down North Texas money line just because I think offensively they have a little bit of an edge if I had to bet it. But this is probably one I'll stay clear of. Like I said, it might be one that I come out, um, see how people are doing, and then I use my 100% uh, live boost on DK to maybe make a decision to say, like, okay, North Texas is playing out of their minds. Let's go North Texas money
1: line or whatever it might be. Yeah, so I I had North Texas money line here in my notes, but I haven't placed it yet, and – Honestly, the more I look into it, the more it kind of makes me scared because UTEP has a stud quarterback, and Gavin Hardison, too. Uh, he has a very big arm. Uh, I want to say North Texas played a slower pace last year. They did. You yeah, have your um, notes. But oh. it's also hard for me to pick against an, a home team at, on that, a yeah. night home game. Yeah. And it's a conference game, so, like, these guys are going to be up. you never been I honestly think I might take the first quarter under yeah. at fourteen, because I think North Texas is going to try to run the ball on the road. Um, I'm excited for this game as well. It's a weird thing to say about North Texas and UTEP. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have. Was oh, this the last game that we can bet? We we missed Nevada, New Mexico. Oh Nevada, Nevada, New Mexico State. So this is a weird matchup because New Mexico State was arguably the worst team in college football last year, and Nevada was very, very good. But they lost Carson Strong. They lost Romeo Dubs the Packers. They lost uh, Cole Turner, big tight end, to the uh, Washington football team. And they lost another one of the good receivers, too. Uh, so they have a lot of turnover, and they lost their head coach to an inner conference team. Which is crazy. <laughs> and he took a lot of transfers with him. So they have well, I mean, look at all these new starters on their roster. So they have a lot of guys to kind of replace here. Oh man. Jamal Bell is a good receiver, but I'm not beating the beating home for him. Yeah. Nate Cox, he's the he's that six foot eight quarterback. Shoot, he's a, huge. I heard uh, someone
0: say like you need to watch the game to stay up all
1: he might not start. <laughs> yeah. Shane Ellingsworth is a quarterback from uh Oklahoma State.
0: But one of the storylines coming out is their whole quarterback room is over.
1: Oh, Illin's was that tall, too? Oh, I guess I didn't even notice that. I heard that
0: today. I don't know how true that is. That's what they said.
1: I do think Nevada wins this. Their money lines minus 333 on DraftKings. Obviously, that would be a parlay piece. If you wanted to put that with uh, Utah State first to score and Nebraska double result, you would be at plus 175. And I think that's a really good three-leg parlay of uh, favorites that oh, yeah. should kind of hit pretty easily. Um, so I definitely recommend that. What are you liking here? I well, I originally had Nevada. They opened crazy. They opened minus seventeen and a half, and now it's minus eight. Nine point line movement that tells me that sharp money is on New Mexico State. But I just don't know how anyone can back a team that's that bad. Uh, what are you kind of looking at here? Yeah, so this one
0: I had to I have to shout out Austin because he told me about it. I was kind of stumped because I I think this is another game kind of like the Illinois game. I think Nevada wins. You know, the dad is there to tell you they win. I know they've they, – honestly, If there, is there a stat out there about which team lost the most like, transfer portals? Because him leaving, he took well, all of his players. Has it has to be.
1: The only relevant starters they have back are their running backs, Toa Tawa and Devontae Lee.
0: Yeah, like, I saw that today, and I'm like, if you're a Nevada fan, it's almost like someone gifted you Christmas last year, and then this year it came around and everyone just took your presents, like came to your house and just robbed you because it's ridiculous. And that's what scares me about Nevada but i think new mexico states a bad enough team that nevada wins. so actually you can get nevada 1 1 to 13 win margin um on points bet What's the i i didn't i honestly forgot to write yeah, it down yeah, yeah, yeah. did we write it down oh, i don't have it on my list we definitely talked about betting it so i know it's out there i it's think it's SM plus one. yeah so that was one i really liked and the reason i kind of like it too and so i found some data just because i'm like i need something to Make me feel good, you know, kind of about what's going on. I know it's hard because Nevada obviously has changed a lot, but Nevada is four and zero against the spread in their last four road games, which I think is huge because when you have a road game, it's never easy to win. Um, while the over is nine and three in their last twelve games as well, so that's something to consider as well. Um, New Mexico State is seven and two against the spread, so not as good as Nevada, but they're up there too, which makes you know a little scary because you got to have it go one way or the other And their last against nine the games. Yeah. Yeah, which which is which is huge. Um and not only that, but um they're 0 four in their last four games in August, while the over is five and two in their last seven games. So a lot of data there just to kind of help guide us, but I think the Nevada one to thirteen is my play here.
1: Yeah, you can actually get that on points bet at plus one fifty, which is a very good bet. And I'm playing I will play that as well. But that uh that Mountain West conference stat has to be kind of skewed, seven and two against the spread because their lines they've been so bad the last few years, their lines have probably been in the twenties and thirties. And this line has moved from 17 and a half to nine. Which is crazy. So I highly doubt that they were staying within nine of those things. That might be something you want to look up if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at New Mexico State's roster. They have a shit ton of transfers too. So yeah. you can't exactly peg them as a team that's going to be ready to roll either. They do have a new coach in Jerry Kill. Uh, used to coach at Minnesota. It's mm-hmm. a That's a big get for a team like New Mexico State. Right. Um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. This is going to be a terrible game.
0: It's going to be so hard to watch. But
1: I'm going to watch it. Yeah, but rooting for Nevada, 1-13, I think the grosser the game, I think the better it is for us. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I'm very excited for this.
0: Uh, part of me wants to say that, like, you go the under just because they're new players and new offense, but the defense is going to be the same way, you know? So there's no really concrete great play there. Um Another thing that I wrote down that I thought was really interesting because I even heard someone today that's like, I'm taking New Mexico State money line. I feel like that's a Super Bowl thing you to do. I was I was just like doing some research on different people and seeing what people said on ESPN and different stuff, and I forget who the guy was. New Mexico State is 0-3 as underdogs. Um, so not a great bet. I do think Nevada will be heavy run, um, and they'll really try to maybe slow that game and let it come to them. Um, O-line could be a huge problem, so I do think there's not going to be a whole lot of points for score. I think, like Austin said, it's going to be, just gross. I mean, is what it comes down to very different rosters here though. So a good thing to look at is how these players mesh well together. Um, and maybe even do a live bet as the game goes on.
1: Yeah. Moving on to our seventh and final game with a line for week zero right now, we have Vanderbilt at Hawaii. And it's kind of odd to say that Vanderbilt at Hawaii is the game of the week, considering how terrible they've both been the last couple of years. Uh, I actually took Vanderbilt's under on the season. Yep. So I'm actively rooting see. against them anyway. <laughs> but this is a bizarre line change. They opened at minus one and now they're minus eight and a half. That is an incredible line change. So, do we have anything on this one? I do, but I didn't write but it down. We there. do have Hawaii plus eight and a half as like a standard one unit play, which I don't hate. Um, I'm definitely going to play Vanderbilt one to 13 here. Uh, Probably not heavy, but I will I will have a play on it. Uh, Vanderbilt brings back both of their quarterbacks that played last year in Mike Wright and Ken Seals. Uh, they bring back all three of their running backs. But again, this is a team that wasn't good. So yeah. just because you're bringing people back doesn't suddenly make them good. But they do have an advantage over Hawaii because Hawaii kind of lost a lot of starters. Um, Hawaii is 11-1 and against the spread in their last. Wow. Uh, we got kind of cut off there on our thing. Because I thought like, we did good the last 10 to Uh, I think it was only about a minute or two. I but, can beat my drum again. Uh, yeah. So we have uh Vanderbilt one to thirteen. Uh, we we're gonna play Hawaii if it gets to plus ten. Um, like Spencer said, it's it's hard to bet against home teams at night game on season openers. Um, you got anything else to say to this? We we were kind of talking about uh, these late games. What, do you, what does Spencer do first? Read my fifteen text messages, look at the box score, or check his bets? He said that he usually checks the text because it doesn't. It's not given away if we won or lost because it's going to be fifteen texts no matter what. Um, yeah, here you go.
0: Honestly, too, now that we've done it, we've talked about this once. It's probably more than 15, honestly, most times. time, which is, yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah, so the only thing that I did in that minute, too, that in get recorded, I hit my desk and I said, you just don't bet against home openers, especially with how far Vandy is having to travel here. This is a tra- tough travel time. Like Austin said, they're going to be jet-lagged terribly. Hawaii's covered 11-1 against FBS openers. Yes, it's at 8.5. I'm going to take the 8.5, watch it, and enjoy it. I'm not beating my drum about it until it's 10.5. If you're on DK, you could probably buy up some points if you want to play a safe bet under a parlay. Um, I'm guessing the odds probably be like in the minus 275 range, I would assume. If you're buying a couple points, um, especially out of key numbers there. But Hawaii, you know, obviously not great, but Vandy is very bad too. So I think this is one of those games. It's going to be a real interesting to watch. Um, me and Austin both took Vandy under in the SEC episode. Go check that out. We are not big on Vandy this year's. I just think they still need to develop a lot of the talent that they have, and I think Hawaii covers. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna try to be a big boy and stay up for this one because I'm the guy sitting here hitting my desk saying night games.
1: Um, you take the home team. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna have Vandy in a money line parlay as well. Um, so I'm hoping it's like that within one to thirteen or one to ten kind of range. Uh, You know you're excited for college football season when Vanderbilt versus Hawaii and UTEP in North Texas are are getting you kind of rolling here. Um, But I think that's it for us. Uh, We'll have some social media posts leading up till Saturday. Um, We'll have our week one podcast out early next week because there's a lot of games and we want to give everyone a lot of time to go through and look at them, maybe get the best lines. Uh, That's it for us here at Bomb Squad.